0: Welcome to any other business. As a business owner, the great news is that you have control over what your day looks like. But that also gives you the responsibility to get the most out of it. And that's not necessarily something that comes easy. It's something that everyone has to work at. Rob and I have been working at this for years, and we have come up with a series of productivity hacks that have really transformed the way that we work. And we're sharing all of those with you right now.
1: So Rob, by the end of this episode, the people who watch or listen to it, are going to be improved. We'll get more work done and have better lives. A massive claim. But honestly, and I truly believe it, if you don't do some of the things we're going to talk about today, at least some of that will happen for sure.
0: Yeah. these all Everything we're going to talk about, these are things that we actually do. And... Uh, Some of them I can't believe people don't do. It's like, you're just wasting your time. (laughs) And I can't believe that I went so long without doing them. But these are all things that we've picked up over time. Lots of things we've tried. Lots of things haven't stuck. They've fallen away. Didn't work for us. These do work for us. Doesn't mean they're going to work for everyone, but well worth going through this list, seeing what works for you. And the first one, Rob, is something that is definitely something that you've emphasised in particular, which is not doing more, but just doing the right things.
1: Doing the the things that you can make the most impact on, which normally is the things that you're best at as well. The two often go hand in hand. And by doing those things, you make the most impact every single day. It's so easy to be a busy fool. We talked about this in our last episode where we looked at books and one of the books you recommended was The One Thing. And if anyone wants to expand on this topic and really understand what excellence looks like, then that's the book. Definitely.
0: And a way that I try to stick to this and implement it is to each day, each evening, list out what my top three priorities are for the following day. Because when you start your day you're constantly getting your day filled up by other people's priorities. That's basically where your email inbox is, is, other people wanting things from you. And so it's very difficult to get out of that. So I tried to do it the day before, just step out and go, okay, well, looking at my goals, what are the three things that I want to get done? And then I try to tackle those first of all and get, if I can, all of those done before I start checking emails, seeing what other people want and, it works. You don't always get all three of them done, but a lot of people go into the day not really knowing what they want to achieve. So just by knowing what you want to get out of the day, even if you don't nail it, it's
1: still an improvement. And a way to get those things done quickly is by starting early. This is something I've done for so many years now, but it's so effective and it works. So I'm a morning person. My energy's best at the morning. So this really enhances it, this for me. But starting at often seven or at the latest eight, but having that extra time in the day against everyone else feels like a real win. On a Monday, we start podcasting at 7am. And by 9am, we've produced a load of content and we're winning. We're ahead. You know, most people are yawning their way into a 9am on Monday. And we've done two hours of very important, productive work that's going to make an impact beyond just a couple of hours. You know, it's going to be evergreen content that will last forever. It's normally around the Property Podcast, or other podcasts that we record on a Monday morning. But we've done that for years and years and years now. I always feel by the end of it, even if I may be a bit tired or a bit jaded when I go into it, that, you know what, we're winning. And I'll carry that out through the rest of the week as well.
0: Definitely. And I'm a reformed night owl. So I love mornings now. So I, I, I'm not having any of these excuses about, oh, no, I just don't do mornings. i am got better energy at night. No, I could have transformed and I think it's so much better. It feel like a superpower when you've already done a couple of hours of great work before everyone else gets started. It's amazing. But if you are not naturally that way, something that's really important is understanding your energy levels and working around it because everyone has peaks and troughs in energy. You can try to fight against that, but it makes so much more sense to just be aware of it. And if you're a business owner, you should have some control over how you spend your time. So just make sure that you're aware of that. Schedule accordingly. And that way you'll get more out of each day. You're not going to be spending more time, but you'll be getting more results out of the hours that you have put in.
1: Yeah, so we will do more creative things or tasks that require more energy in the mornings. And that lasts through, you know, all morning. That's the type of tasks that we're doing. But in the afternoons, I'll speak for myself because I'm probably worse than you at this. I just can't get a lot done. I can get basic stuff done and I'll only schedule basic stuff because of that. This is where scheduling comes in as well, kind of our next tip. Schedule your day, have everything scheduled. Even if it's, you know, travel include that in put it all in so when you look at your calendar it's your timetable you know exactly what you're going to do when and if i have a gap then i'll choose to do maybe exercise downtime or my to-do list because you will hopefully have some gaps but you can still make use of those and if you want you can take it a step further because if you're finding that you're really busy which you know some weeks are busy than others then you even schedule in the exercise to-do lists and downtime you know if that's okay you can do that as well
0: I'd go as far as saying you should do that because if that's important to you and it should be, then put it in there. Something that you're doing for yourself is just as important as a meeting you're having with someone else. So put it all in and that way you're not going to get into the kind of ridiculous situation that you can get into where you've just like scheduled seven hours of back-to-back meetings with no break. It could easily happen if you're not paying attention, but you're not going to have good seven hours of meetings back to back it can't be done so if you schedule everything in put your breaks in there if you've got a task that absolutely must be done put it in there schedule half an hour to get it done to make sure it does get done otherwise it's so easy for the day-to-day again other people's priorities to step in and the thing that you really must get done doesn't happen
1: yeah and this is why you should own your day our next tip you've got to own your day you've got to command that time for yourself So then if somebody comes to you and goes, oh, can we have a meeting? You've already blocked out your time, your important tasks. And you go, right, okay, yes, I can. I can do these times. And you protect those other times because it's really, really important that you do. Because if you just let everyone else dictate to you what your day looks like, then when are you going to get your valuable stuff done? You're operating on other people's schedules, other people's needs. And of course, you've got to be flexible. And of course, you have to make yourself available at times to do those things. But you really need to make sure that your things are protected, your most important things, and that you own your own day. Definitely. As part of owning your day, you can choose how to allocate your time
0: around your energy levels like you talked about, but also by grouping tasks together, something we call batching, which really makes you more productive. It's very difficult to jump between different types of tasks. There's a mental cost to switching that way. So if you can just get into a rhythm and do things back to back, you'll end up getting more done. So the classic example is email. So you should try and eliminate email as much as possible anyway. But it's far easier to just sit down once a day and do 20 minutes of email than it is to constantly be checking your email throughout the day and firing off little replies. You'll end up spending less time on it because you are just you just get into that zone, process the whole way through, and then you're done. But you can do the same thing with meetings as well. Like the, you can't have too many meetings back to back or you just end up not having any energy left and people. You're not going to have a good meeting. But if you can do three hours of meetings and then take a little break and do two hours of creative work, that's going to be far better than trying to do like do a meeting then have half an hour of trying to get into a task but by the time you've just started to get into it it's time for another meeting and you just don't get
1: either thing done properly. Now the next hack or tip if you like is the Pomodoro technique. This is something I certainly used a lot more when I started out in business because you do so much more not in terms of the amount of work you do but the variety of work you do. And that means some of it is in your flow and matches your energy and your skill set. And some of it is just grind and hard work. And you just have to do it. You might not enjoy it, but you have to do it. And a Pomodoro technique is really useful to just blasting through lots of different tasks.
0: It's really good for getting you started. So what this is, is it's giving yourself a 25-minute block. You set a timer, you work for 25 minutes, then you give yourself a five-minute break, and then you repeat. And you can do as many of those back-to-back as you want to. And the idea is... 25 minutes of focus is quite achievable. And so you just do it, give yourself a reset and then go again. It's really good for, like you say, tasks that you don't naturally want to do. It's just really good for getting you going because it feels like a an achievable length of time. You're not sitting down to do something for hours. Not 25 minutes, I can do that. And you just set the timer and while that time is going, you're not allowed to do anything else. I used to use it all the time for writing because... Although writing is supposed to be something I'm good at and something I enjoy, it's very difficult to get started. But it's, okay, I'm just going to do it, get started and done. And it's amazing how much you can get
1: done in 25 minutes if you just focus. Now, writing is something I've had to do early on in business, but do not do anymore. And that's because it's on my do not do list. And the reason why I probably don't do the Pomodoro technique anymore is because I have an unofficial do not do list. Well, things that I know that I'm no good at, that I shouldn't really do, there's plenty of other people in the team that can do it better. Well, if that's the case, give it to those people. Be comfortable delegating out those tasks, particularly to people, really, you really should try this, to people who are naturally good at those things, who enjoy those things. So you're taking away something you don't enjoy and giving it to some something to someone that they do enjoy so it's a great trade mm. then you're freeing up more time and they're doing something that they find fun and interesting yeah so as crazy as it sounds you know if you don't like your numbers and your your accounts there are other people who love doing that and I don't enjoy writing, but you enjoy writing. So if there's anything to write of meaning or, or no sort of importance, I go to you or someone else and go, can you write this?
0: Yeah, it happens all the time and it's fine because it's something that I can just sort of sit down and bash it out in 10 minutes. It doesn't feel difficult. and then But then there, there's other things where that just makes sense for me to give it to you because otherwise I'll put off doing it all day because I just don't like doing it. But you don't have to have a co-founder. You don't even have to have a team to do this. You can get a, a PA or a virtual assistant just for a few hours a week to take things off your plate so like you for a long time have had someone who does your emails for you and uh, i think it's only a few hours a week it's not expensive you don't need to have a big business to do that anyone can do it it doesn't have to be emails there are so many tasks you can get someone else to do and you could very easily using like platforms like upwork just find someone anywhere in the world to just take bits off you, just a few hours a week, You don't doesn't have to be a lot, but it can make a real difference.
1: It can make a massive difference, a massive difference. Just having someone who I can dictate my emails to, like you say, a few hours a week, has made such a difference to my work life, a huge difference. Because as much as I don't like emails, they still come in, and unfortunately, they still need to reply to most of them anyway. So that's a, I found that a really useful um, technique, a tip that other people can try. You know, what is it that you don't enjoy checkout Upwork or or similar sites like that and you can have someone for just an hour a week you know if you don't have a budget an hour a week what's that task that you do not like doing find a person who really does like doing it and work with them for that hour because they'll get a lot more done in that hour than you would because you don't like doing it so tech is another big thing but it's not a piece of tech that we're going to recommend here it's actually switching off the tech or switching off the notifications yes
0: if you've got notifications on Please go and turn them off for everything that you possibly can. Often I'm doing, I'm like doing like a Zoom call with a colleague or a friend or something like that, and they've just got stuff pinging non-stop. It's like, how can you operate this way? It's crazy. Your your phone is set up to notify you about everything because that's what the makers of the apps want. They want to drag you back in, but you don't want to have, keep having being dragged out of what you're doing, having your focus disrupted. Turn it off. If you do one thing as a result of watching or listening to this, turn off your
1: notifications. It makes such a difference, not just to your productivity, but your mental health. Do you really need to know if someone sent you a WhatsApp message? What is the chance that it's that urgent that you need to know the second it comes in? You don't. And if it's that urgent, they'll probably call you. So it's not that important to know if you've just had a WhatsApp message. It doesn't matter if someone pinged you on Facebook. Just when you've got that natural downtime, then go to your phone and then you're not distracted by your phone because like you said your phone is built to distract you the whole purpose of a smartphone is to take as much of your attention and time and and particularly the apps on your phone are all then fighting for your attention so they are experts at drawing you in so don't give them an unfair advantage by having their notifications on turn them off that this tip alone will give you back so much time related to that,
0: something else that i can't believe what people don't do is learn to use your tools. Whatever tool it is that you use every day, spend a little bit of time learning how to get the most out of it. So for a lot of people in business, you're sitting using a laptop for a lot of the day. Keyboard shortcuts. It sounds stupid, but keyboard shortcuts save so much time. And again, it just it's, it might only save you like a couple of seconds each time, but it adds up. And i don't understand how people don't do this. But it doesn't have to be that. Whatever the tools are that you work with, it could be a particular piece of software. It could be just something else that you use for your job. Learn how to get the most out of it. If you just spend half an hour watching a couple of YouTube videos about how to get the most out of something, the payback on that is going to be extreme.
1: Oh, massive. I mean, I picked up a tip from Noah Kagan, who is on YouTube and has a podcast as well. Worth checking out. But he's taught years ago, and I've done it ever since, to make sure that your mouse settings on the fastest it'll move. So you just get around your computer quicker? Learn all the swipes if you've got a Mac. Like, make sure you're taking advantage of those. Like, you see, sometimes people who've got trackpads and then they've got a normal mouse next to it, and like that, no, that's so much slower. Like, if you know how to use or take the time to know how to use a trackpad, it's a lot faster. And it's like your tech setup as well. Like, is it optimized? Like, you spend so much time on your tech, and we've been guilty of this. Like, we've been almost criminal with refusing to upgrade our tech. We we used to operate on PCs for years before we had Macs, and the reason why is because Macs were too expensive, and we were like, well, we can't justify, it. even though we had the money in the bank to buy Macs. We're like, oh, that's just we can't justify it, and I think I cracked first and went and bought a Mac, and I was like, Rob, we've been walking everywhere, and now we can drive. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this is like so so much better. And then the external monitors, something we only have done in the last 12 months. We've been working from home, like we've all had to (laughs) over the last few years. And we were just working with our laptops or I've had an iPad. And then we got the external monitors. It's like, why haven't we done this sooner? So even though we know this technique, and even though we know how effective it is, we're still guilty sometimes of falling foul of it.
0: Yeah, you got me into the into the monitor, but I, I remember having to almost force you to upgrade your laptop because, it's oh, it's so slow, it keeps crashing. Like, what do you use for more than this? Like, yeah. what, what, like, if you're going to spend money on something, be, do the thing that you're going to spend eight hours a day with.
1: Yeah, that was my first mark and it lasted years and years and years. And then uh, again, Ended up just keeping it for far too long and not buying a new one. Crazy.
0: Okay. And the the final tip, which I think is really important, which is if you do all this right, so you get the most out of your tools, you focus and do the most important things. You don't let other people distract you and everything else. That's great. But nobody's perfect. We're all human. There's always going to be times when you're just not feeling it and you're maybe you're sort of working and this is really easy to do you, you can't say that you're not working you're doing sort of work but you're not really being productive if you catch yourself procrastinating first of all you need to be able to catch yourself but when you do don't just keep doing it take a reset
1: yeah the, the self-awareness point is critical Like, realize that you're not quite feeling it. And it's a feeling procrastination. It often starts with, it's like a lack of energy or focus, brain fog. You're just not at it. And it happens. We're all human, like you say, we're not perfect. But when it happens, there are lots of different things you can do. And it will depend on the type of person you are. You can go for a walk. I always find that super useful. You can meditate. I found that useful as well. You can take a cold shower if you're working from home. Um, You can do so many different things, a quick workout. Like Just little things that can make a huge difference. Even if it's late in the afternoon and you're kind of fading, you can get the most out of those last few hours by spending 10 to 20, 30 minutes doing something else. Because actually, then you'll get far more done. But you can even procrastinate on doing doing these little techniques because you can be like, oh, well, if I go for a walk, I'm going to lose even more time. But you will not improve. If you don't do something to get out of the funk, you'll remain in that funk. Definitely.
0: I I think this is something that business owners need to be really aware of. Like Presenteeism is a thing if you've got an office job, like you want to be seen to be sitting there by the boss or whatever. You'd think if you're the business owner, that wouldn't be a thing. But it is because you're like that with yourself. Like you feel like I must be, I'm really busy. I must be putting all this work in. And oh no, I can't possibly take half an hour off to go for a walk because I've got so much to do. But if you do, it's not about, it's about results out. It's not about time in. So if you can take half an hour off and therefore then the next hour you get more done than you would have done in three hours otherwise, that is a trade worth making and you're in control of that.
1: Yeah. So to summarize, I think it's about doing the right things, not all the things. It's not trying to do everything. Even if you work more hours, start earlier, work later, sleep less, you're still not going to be able to do everything. So it's about focusing on the right things and making sure the stuff that you're doing is the most impactful. And then the other thing to take away from this is don't procrastinate on these pieces of advice, these tips, just start. Don't necessarily have to do them all. Just start some of them.
0: Yeah, indeed, I would say don't start with all of them. You're not going to overhaul your life instantly. That's not how it works. It's all about just like picking a habit, getting that habit in place, and then another one. If you try and do everything, it's is not going to stick. So of all the things that we've talked about today, just pick one, whatever it is that stands out for you. Start doing that. If it works, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. Pick another one and move on. But then once you've got something that works, wait until that's ingrained as a habit and then layer the next one on. Once you get a few of those in, then everything else becomes easier because then you've basically got a good foundation to, to work with. You are, you're probably not committing the biggest productivity crimes anymore. And then doing optimizations from there is a lot easier. But you don't have to completely
1: change your life in a big way. Just little things. It
0: really makes a big difference.
1: And you know what else makes a big difference, makes you smarter, more productive and better looking is subscribing. Yes, if you've not subscribed to this podcast yet, well, that's the biggest hack of all. Make sure you do. And if you have, and it hasn't quite worked yet, the feeling that I've just described, well, that means you haven't told enough people about it. So make sure you share the podcast, let other people know so they can benefit as well. We'll be back next week, same time, with another episode giving you even more value.